0: Welcome back, everybody, to... What's, what's Really Out there. there. I'm your host, Stephanie Booth.
1: And I'm your host, Stephen Booth. Man. <laughs> my
0: father. <laughs> we got
1: some great stuff lined up today. Sorry it's been a while since we've uh, done this. I got
0: some messed up stuff,
1: but... Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it's been busy. But we're going to keep trying to get these episodes out to you. We have noticed that, uh... Some of our downloads are going up, and our oh, membership's yeah. going up, so people are starting to listen to us more and more. We appreciate it, and we thank you very, very much.
0: Oh, yeah, bye
1: So on our show today, we have your host, Stephanie. She's going to open up with some UFO stuff, oh. and then after that, me and her is going to go back to uh, trading stuff. So try not to do that in front of the mic right there, because you can <laughs> pick it up. And Understand. then we're going to both go over stories. I'm going to go over some urban legends of uh, Belgium and uh I forgot.
0: Belgium and uh, ne-
1: the Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands and the bel God dang, I can't my mind. Sorry guys. I got a headache this morning and I'm trying to stay focused and it's hard.
0: I hit him in the head with the iron bar and no, I'm kidding. I didn't.
1: Well, I guess if you're ready, we will uh Start yours first.
0: So, uh, <laughs> January twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, an unclassified version, version right?
1: Version, yeah.
0: Version of it of the Pentagon report on unidentified aerial aerial.
1: Aerial Paranormal. Unidentified Aerial Paranormal. Parano- paranormal. Ugh. Anyways. Peniman. Oh, right. The Pentagon.
0: Yeah, Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> U. Okay. U-A-P-S. Oak. I don't
1: know. You ain't got to tell us what it is. Just get to the okay. guts of the story
0: was sent to Congress Friday showing that more than one hundred and forty in
1: incidents
0: incidents of strange sightings by military aircraft we mined <laughs> by my story stair
1: What their sightings?
0: No, underneath.
1: Story. yes.
0: Okay, I was right. This is the public's first glance at the nine-page nine report. Nine pages, God.
1: Yeah. Well, they got to make a report every time they see something. And write down everybody's, like, first they got to go in and say, okay, how many people seen it? Oh, there was ten. Then they got to get within them, them ten people and write down each individual story. Mm.
0: Last year Congress gave the Defense Department a six month deadline to share to share classified and unclassified versions of a report on UAPS catalog by the Pentagon's UAP or UA yeah, UAP Task force. The task experiment Yeah. Was in
1: What there?
0: Right there. With the that A. word? Yeah.
1: Announced.
0: Oh. I know that. Announced in August twenty <clears> twenty. <throat> and it was Miss It's Miss I in, Mission to, it's to delete and angleize?
1: Yeah, angleize.
0: Angleize and catalog UAPS that could not particularly propose... A threat to the U.S. national security. Today marks the deadline. I don't so
1: basically what she's saying is all these reports and stuff, to get got to bring them to Congress and be like, hey, should we be worried about this? Is it a threat? Do we need to start trying to protect ourselves because they don't know what the objects are? That's they Basically, that's why they call <coughs> UFOs what they do. Unidentified Light flying object. objects, which makes sense, you don't know what it is, so is that your only u f o report
0: yeah, I couldn't find any all the ones were
1: ones we've already covered, yeah, yeah, yeah well, with today's cam- that's like they say though with today with today's technology and people having security cameras and uh you know basically video cameras on their phones yeah u f o sightings have really gone up i mean. I- I believe them for the simple fact is, you're not gonna tell me we're the only planet with smart silva with a smart silva yeah, with, with smart life yeah with smart life on it. There's got to be another other planets with life on it. We yeah, can't be the only kind ones. kind of
0: our technology.
1: And there's other universes and stuff. So we're just a little bitty speck on this big old board, you know.
0: Yeah, little thumbtack.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to start out with some urban legends. Okay, we're going to start out in the Netherlands. And this story is about the white, not white, the white, whitey, Oh, The whitey, weaven. The white, the weaving are among the more famous classic ghosts in Dutch folklore. The terms trans- translate as "white woman." Oh God, Not another woman, woman in white. white. A white woman are discusses uh, are devours wise women in older Dutch. An older Dutch said to be the spirits of the medicine woman and these pale have been described as pranksters ev- evils and helpers there are stories of them hiding of them hiding of them having hidden treasures in caves under burial mounds stealing babies dancing in the moonlight as wisp of a uh, fog in uh, luring people to in luring people to their deaths, that's weird. She they lure you to your death.
0: She'll steal your baby. Watch out!
1: If you th- if you throw a if you throw a pinning pinning an anvil, a thin pointed anvil used to sharpen shrinks into a pit where white waving resides. They will catch it, chase you down, and throw it at you you sharp and fast. Oh, Oh, gosh. So if you throw like an anvil or whatever down in its hole or something, they'll chase you down and throw it back at you. (laughs) Wow.
0: This is what you get for throwing the anvil on me.
1: (laughs) Ah! Some lucky, uh, some some get lucky and escape. Eh, okay, wait, that's some lucky escapees run through a door and close it just in time. When the uh, pin, pinning anvil was thrown, it launched itself firmly into the wood. Oh my gosh! Okay, that was the white, the wit, the witty. witty. Weaving, witty. waving, the witty waving.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It sounds like I'm trying to stutter or something, but that's really what it says.
0: Witty waving.
1: Now we're going to go over the blue granite. Did
0: you say blue planet or blue granite? Granite.
1: Oh. Blue granite is described as an invisible but ape-like spirit or demon who jumps on the shoulders of unsuspecting passers. Who are walking in a rural in rural areas? Sometimes you can see their eyes shine or a blue light appear in the bushes. As or he is heavy and smelly and wears the traveler travelers down, so they are completely exhausted by the time he uh, by the time they reach town. Walking, walk in the tracks of a car, walking in the tracks of a cart, and he will push you aside. Man, he just pushes you. At least it don't hurt you. Yeah. The blue, golly. The blue granite is a uh, tease, but can sometimes have people in need. Or can sometimes save people in need. An old story tells of a widow's daughter who was about to be kidnapped by a young lord. His horse would not budge, though, and suddenly the blue granite appeared in a fright, frightening blaze. Blue, the blue granite jumped up on the uh, lord's back and rode the man who uh, fled on foot until morning. So he just kept running and running. When the widower's daughter returned to the horse, returned the horse to the lord, he gave her two bags of gold, hobgins to ride him, to ride himself on the Virgil spirit. Oh, to get rid, to get rid of the. Uh, he did that to get rid of the spirit. Oh, the uh, blue granites. Description is similar. To that of a water spirit called the Osort. Osort. Oh,
0: I heard of that one. Really?
1: I the, haven't heard of that one.
0: The art girl I watched, she did one as the horse, and it's really cool.
1: Sometimes the sort is said to be a black beast with huge claws and burning red
0: eyes. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. I, or, was,
0: I always called it the Bog Beast for some reason.
1: The Bog Beast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go until I get done with the Belgium stories. I mean, the Netherlands, and then you can do your Belgium. I sure. mean, <laughs> I'll do the Netherlands, then you can do your stories, and then I'll finish up with the Belgium.
0: Yeah, okay, I got a lot of stories.
1: Okay, the next story is the Zelt, the Zedil, the Zedek Ghost. A Tanner's daughter from Zedick named Diana was dating a young soldier to the envy of her sister Helena one day when he was out selling the sisters uh fought pretty bad oh. in a flurry of anger. Helena pushed Dana down the basement stairs,
0: oh my God <laughs>
1: and beat her to death and threw the uh ratch sh- and threw the hatch shut, oh. She basically threw her down the basement and beat her butt and then shut the door. Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, okay, she got to marry the so the sailor instead of Diana. But Helena's spirit. But Helena's her spirit, her years wreck the guilt. Though case, what now? Oh, it said, but Helena spent her years wrecked with guilt. She finally admitted to the murder of her. Uh, she finally admitted to the murder of her on her deathbed, and the sailor turned away from her in disgust. She died miserably and alone that very night. Resides of the uh, zodiac, the zindi Z- 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 to go, yeah. Zedek, I don't know, something like that. Zedic. <laughs> the okay. Zedek were aroused by chilling wails in the roaring howls. Lone wanderers in the Zedek still encounter the lonely ghost of Helena. From the from time to time, you'll know she's near when she could uh, when she when cold shivers run down your back. Ooh, so watch out if you're uh, in that part of the country over there. (coughs) Okay, this one is the third fisherman.
0: Oh, I think I heard of that
1: one. Two men from Manstrat went fishing by night near the Mass River. They found a small barge and sailed out. After a few hours of looking... Out over the dark waters and catching fish, one of the fishermen looked looked to the side and got such a shock that he bumped into his friend. The other man looked and turned uh, ash gray. Are you seeing that too? One muttered, yes, as he was whispering to the other one like, yeah, I see that, yeah. But neither of them moved. They felt as they were nailed down. At the front of the boat, a third fisherman was sitting with his uh, rod cast out, his back towards them. The two fishermen started at the supervisor visitor, the surprise visitor, not even moving when they got a bite on their lure. After that seemed like ages, the church bells struck one. The third fisherman stood up, turned and walked Towards them, the first man hid his face in his hands, but the second one saw that the stranger's face looked like it was spun from from cobwebs. As he moved past the uh, past them and stamped over the side, and yeah, stepped over the side, the boat never rocked. That was weird. So basically that fisherman just got up and went out the over the boat. And, that's weird. Like a ghost fisherman. Oh, that's that's us. I was like, the hell is that? It's just an airplane, Stephanie. The airport. This one is the headless man. Again, the story takes place in the Mass River. One night a merchant was waiting for a ferry. The oarsman refused to let him cross, saying the headless man was roaming the opposite shore. The merchant joked that without a head, this man would have no teeth to bite him with, and then uh, demanded to cross. The merchant got, got off across the river and continued on foot. After a while, he became aware of a jitting dark shape by his side. It stopped when he stopped and moved when he moved. Kind of like your shadow would, but this wasn't his shadow. Excuse me. Like a
0: mirror image, kind of?
1: I don't know. Let's get to that and see what they say. When he finally uh, dared to face the shape, he saw a five-meter-high man with broad shoulders and no head. He looked down, and two long horse legs clumped over the over the ground. So this guy, it's a headless horseman's on a horse. This headless guy's on a horse. Mm. The merchant kept walking straight ahead while the headless man walked by his side. Under his breath, he frantically muttered a prayer. When he finished the words, the headless man disappeared with a loud well leaving behind a hellish stick oh a hellish stink stink i read that wrong (laughs) so he was walking by him and when he said that prayer he left and basically he let out a big noise and farted (laughs) and this one is uh this story is called halloween in the netherlands Will you be going as a spooky spirit or an alarming apparition that's Halloween? Make sure you do not miss out on the best place to show off your costume by... Oh, never mind. That was just an advertisement, basically. (laughs) Uh, Well, that was some of the Netherlands... um, That was some of the Netherlands uh, urban legends and stuff. What you got, Steph?
0: I have life imagery art I think uh, where right there here
1: Yeah, life sometime. im imi, uh, Life imitators, life oh. imi, No, life imitates art. That's what the name oh. of the story is called.
0: Oh, I say Life imitates what? Life imitating art. It, we've seen it so many times. Let's that time when The Simpsons with Donald Trump and being the president and then being the president in real life. Back in two thousand and eighteen, the woman, a woman named Jody Ariz. I don't know her last name, but... Murdered her ex-boyfriend, Travis. Travis Alexander. Travis never had a chance, she said. This murder by stabbing him 29 times in the back and uh, slitting his throat.
1: That's very nice and of then her.
0: shooting him in the head. Wow.
1: Yeah. She and just wanted to make sure he was dead. That's pretty gruesome.
0: And right before she did this, the biggest crazy part about this murder is Jody. she went in the bathroom while he was taking a shower and she took pictures and she said it was just for fun. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how, but.
1: That's kind of creepy. And
0: this is called Mr. Bear's Cellar. It's Mr. creepy. Mr.
1: Bear's Cellar.
0: This is very, how should I say this? Um,
1: Spooky, scary, weird,
0: (laughs) Um, satanic. It has a lot of, eh, we'll get to it. Mr. Bear Seller, a child's TV show. Not a child's TV show.
1: Yeah, don't watch it.
0: I mean, I don't, it's not on anymore, but yeah. It was a child's TV show starring a man in a bear's costume. Very creepy. <laughs> the man was in a bear costume, and he was actually a child predator. He lured kids in by the bear costume. Yeah. yeah. Some people know about him, and some peop- they know some people that had been abused by him. Back in 1999, there was a young boy named Elliot, and he was obsessed with the Bear Show.
1: That was the boy's name on ET, Elliot.
0: Mm hmm. And so, so obsessed that he wrote him a note or a letter. Well, Mr. Bear wrote back. This is what Mr. Bear said in the note. Thank you ever so much for your letter. I wonder. I would love to have you in my cellar. Yeah, what just the just the sound of that makes me cringe.
1: I'd never watch that show again.
0: No, I'd be like, what? But listen to this part.
1: And this is Mr. Bear.
0: Yeah, we play. We will play games, watch movies, and go fire camping in the in the middle of the woods wow come to my house at well yeah look I look forward to having you have fun with you love Mr. Bear Elliot told his dad so his dad thought this could be fun for Elliot so he said let's go when they got there the house was on fire Was on fire and blocked off by police. Mr. Bear had burned 16 kids alive in a pit of fire behind his house.
1: No way. Yeah. No, everything I'm pulling up is about a teddy bear.
0: Look up Mr. Bear's cellar.
1: Oh, anyways, keep reading.
0: And nobody uh, knew who this man was because he was always in a bear costume. And the crazy thing is... He just ran off after that. Nobody knew who he was.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's him. Right oh, there. okay. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah. It's weird. It's huh, disgusting.
1: It was like in '99 when that show was out. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That's weird. Okay, you got anything else before I start?
0: Yeah, I have two more. This is called... Oh, yeah. This is called La Llorona. La Didn't
1: you do this last time?
0: That was on Ghost Stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a town in... Pentege
1: Pentege. Pentagosta. Pentagosta.
0: Yeah, Pentagosta cal. Hey, let Pente-gosta. him down. Oh. There, buddy. You want
1: down? Go. Uh. <laughs> he was here. He was acting like you wanted down.
0: Anyway, before my kids he wanted down. She was
1: her, she was keeping him warm. Yeah. But he likes to play. <laughs>
0: in Pentecost, Colombia, there in the fall of 2017 in the dead of night. Sorry. In the dead of night. The people and law were drawn to the the blood screaming, oh, the construction site where it sounded like a woman's wailing. Screams and cries.
1: I know y'all have had to hear about this one, the yeah. love, l- l- whatever Rona. Yeah, Lele Rona. She just yells out, yells out with a.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a. Yeah. <clears throat> if you have ever seen the YouTube video on it, it is very chilling. Yeah.
0: You can hear her say, "Go get out!" repeatedly, repeatedly,
1: repeatedly,
0: repeatedly.
1: <laughs> you didn't have to stop you could have kept reading
0: I lost, my... lost search the area the locals thought it could be the one and only La Llorona the weeping woman my or this dude he's the one who filmed the video if y'all ever watched it um, his name's Alexander the night, that night, I closed my shop around twelve thirty, one 1 a.m. in the morning, and I went.
1: I scared you, didn't I?
0: I went to the site of the event. I was there for about an hour and a half. I... It all started with a scream Go get out and get out more <sighs> screams Go get out At what which point I decided it was the only one and only weeping woman Lilorona Le Llorona Le means weeping woman story starts with a beautiful young woman in ghost stories you got her you she was screaming because she was ugly. <laughs> but it all started with a beautiful young woman. She fell in love with a fortkin fortkin man and had like I believe two or three kids with her him.
1: I know what they were doing all the time. <laughs>
0: but her love didn't turn out that well and everything went down the drain from that point on. She became incredibly jealous of her kids. Oh. He, well, didn't she
1: get jealous of her kids because he paid them more attention yeah, and not her? he
0: didn't really, like, love her. He just said, eh, ah, kids. And she threw her kids in a river... Uh, Bathing, drowned them. Yeah, and immediately regretted the whole thing. And as she went to get them, she killed herself and the kids. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And when they, when the police were looking at the construction site, they were walking around. And they found a white dress. If something was attached to that, they would have let it go. Like when they, because they. Yeah, because they burned it, didn't they? Yeah. And that was letting out, like, let's say it was, it was haunted. That would let out the fumes and haunt it. The spirits need to cling on to something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, is that it?
0: One more. Because I'm not going to do this one. That was kind of for ghost stories. This is called Drive or Dim... Dimick. Demonic. 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 A human object was flying in the sky above Burbank, California, right? And this
1: is on YouTube. Y'all can check the videos out. And this is not a UFO. This is literally somebody floating in the freaking air. And this guy's got it on his phone video in Burbank, California.
0: Pablo thought it was the second coming of Jesus. Pablo lives by an airport so nobody could fly a drone or anything close to a drone. Yeah. Pablo was outside of his house in Burbank, California when he saw something man-like in the sky. A in a moment in moment moments Pablo tells his mom in Spanish to look he thinks it, it's a man. It's a man in the sky. There was... This is what he said. There was a 8 to 10 foot object that was just hovering up in the sky. Honestly, it looked like a person was coming out of the sky. Yeah. UFOs have been seen... Have been a hot topic lately, but this is something a little bit different. That's the end.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. Well, give us a little bit. We're going to take a little break, but here's a commercial, and we'll be right back. Well, if you're looking for some scary, scary ghost stories from not just the United States, but from all around the world... Look no further than ghost stories told from the south. I am the host of the show, Stephen LeBooth. I tell scary stories from all over the world, and I really don't talk like this. I just like doing that at first to try to be scary, but all BS aside, I have a little podcast called Ghost Stories Told from the South. I'm your host, Stephen Booth, baby. We tell, or I tell ghost stories. Uh, from around the world you know we talk about hospitals roads bridges lighthouses mansions hotels uh anything you can think of so we cover anything and everything and my daughter started the show with me but she quit doing it so i'm gonna it's just me right now so hey but come listen it's called ghost stories told from the south and the reason it's called that is because uh, I'm from the South, and I'm telling ghost stories from the South. You know what I mean, Jellybean? But it's some good old scary stuff. We cover urban legends, too, and just uh, maybe some unsolved mysteries, but it's mostly urban legends and uh, ghost stories and stuff. So, yeah, if you're looking for a good scary time to sit by the fire with your friends and tell some stories... Go check out Ghost Stories Told from the South. We are on Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, uh, Stitcher. Um, We're pretty much on every platform now, guys. We even got a YouTube channel. Go check it out, Ghost Stories Told from the South. We're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram, too. So go check us out at all them places and come check out the podcast. I hope you like it. Hope to see you at the next Scattery Scattery episode. Goodbye. Well, glad you're back from our little break, guys. Well, I'm going to start on some of my uh, Belgium stuff. So, yeah, Belgium, because I did the Netherlands first. So, without further ado, here's my story, my urban legends on uh, Belgium.
0: I read, like, some of the story. It's already creepy.
1: Well, this one's called The Smiley Face Legend. Mhm. take a tick before where we start out. Okay. Okay, right here. There uh, there's a story over in Belgium or in the Euro in Europe in the Belgium area of the Smiley gang or the Smiley face murders that made its way around big Belgian cities in 2002. Oh wow. As the story was often told in Brussels, a gang, a gang, or a single man would follow a woman home from the subway and attack her in an in, in, in an, ab- in an abandoned alley. She was always present with a cho- with with a choice: be raped or smile forever. What the? Excuse me, guys, but what the frick is wrong with people? That's creepy. Or, anyway, smile forever. Naturally, the woman went with option two, which resulted in her mouth being split open at oh. each corner. So, basically, they did like uh, the Joker. His scars, that's what they would do. Oh. Uh, let's see. Where was I at? Resulted in her mouth being slashed, sliced open. At the either corners up to her ears, so that it could resemble a uh, clown smile. As often the case, this urban legend would become the premiere of a horror film. Smiley came out in the theaters in two thousand twelve, with its uh, mouth-slashing serial killer wearing a mask with a uh, big old grin on it. Nothing. I- nothing in its. Tagline that's evil wears a smile.
0: That's not creepy at all.
1: Yeah. Alright, the next one's called The Pin Prick Attack. Beware. Before sitting down in the red the red plush cinema chairs of the uh UGC the and Urban Legend tells us that there might be a madman hiding <coughs> needles with HIV contained in them, contained in the blood in them. The needles could have a note on it saying, welcome to the world of HIV. Or you might find a sticker attached to you with the same message. It depends on who's telling the story. Other versions of this uh, completely false pinprick story have been circulating in major cities around the world ever since the 80s, when the AIDS epidemic scare was on the uh, forefront of many of many minds. As these tales uh, tended to spread, storylines have attached the name of the of the Barcel's venue to a local color and make their, and make things more believable. So basically, sorry, basically this story is, they'll have like a needle or something, and it pokes you when you sit down or something, it's like, oh, you have HIV. Yeah. See, I remember that when I was a kid, but not from there, just the stories of people, you know, oh man, he walked by, could stick you with HIV, you know, Watch out, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And this one's called The Microwaved Pet. That does not sound good. Well, if you're a pet lover out there, I'm sorry I'm going to do this, but it sounds like it's going to get gross. Yeah. It's a classic that nearly every Belgium has heard at some point cast a dog as its unsuspecting victim. When a family finally gets a furry companion, the two kids are over the moon with their new pet. So when the parents are called up for an emergency, mom and dad are both nurses. They tell the children not to take the dog outside. As soon as the parental forces are gone, their rebellious offspring take the dog into the garden where the rain is pouring down hard. Once back inside, the two try covering up their tracks by puffing the, the poofing the poor dog, oh, putting the poor dog into the microwave <gasps> to dry him off. Aww. The resorts are a fried oven and equally roasted pooch. Yeah.
0: And that's why you always get big dogs. Well, to stuff them you, in a
1: basically, do what your parents say, kids. If you were to listened the Kids would have listened to the parents. That story would have never happened. All right. Next story is the perfume. The perfume. The Burles' version of the uh, perfume is set in the Rue Nouveau. Rue Nouveau. Rue Nouveau. A busy shopping street. When a woman encounters two men who offer her an expensive perfume for a low price, she follows them into an alley to smell the fragrance, <clears throat> but instead knocked out, by, knocked out by something, after which the uh, thieves run off with her bag. The story has been shared, shared widely in Belgium since the turn of the last century. Often in the form of an email or even a fintuous news story on the internet. So if someone's trying to say a perfume, don't do it. This one's called the Hairy Armed Hitchhiker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another urban legend that victimizes young women. The Hairy Armed Hitchhiker, or the Hitchhiker with the Hairy Hands, tells the... Tells the tells the tale of a twenty-something woman of twenty-something women, women helping out an old lady by giving her a ride from the Kenopolis movie complex. Driving along, the woman catches a glimpse of the granny's externally hairy arms and wrist, and drives into and drives into the bus in front of her. To create a diversion. Oh, Lord. The elderly elderly woman jumps out of the car. And in the left behind. uh, The elderly woman jumps out of the car. And in the. In the bus in the front of her. To create a diversion. The elderly woman jumps out of the car. and, And in the left behind. She leaves behind her purse. The serial killer in the Belgium version of this is uh, often the existing moans raper who was active in the 90s left a knife or a hatchet there almost always to present as a recent news fact. The earliest routes of the fictitious tale can be tracked, tracked back to the 1830s. So there's a hairy grandma hitchhiker that gets you.
0: Ah, uh, that's that's nice.
1: So see how, see how you're supposed to be nice to old people and look what happens. Yeah. This one's called the Angels of Mons. Um, uh, an urban legend, spiritual tale, with a rare happy ending. The angels. The Angels of Mons ran rapid in Belgium and England. The months after the Battle of Mons during the Great War, after a surprise attack from the German troops, British soldiers found themselves considered in an uh, elevated Ardenia city. When the situation was at its bleakest, Saint George is said to have floated down from the sky along with other angels to hold back the Germans and give the English a shot at the shot at victory. The origins of the tale can be tracked back to the fantasy author of fantasy Arthur Arthur McKean, who published a similar short story in London evening in the London Evening News only to be smacked by reports of veterans who confirmed versions of the winged figures during the uh, fight. Huh. So that's pretty cool. Basically, some spirits came down and was helping the British when the, uh, the Germans were trying to attack. Hmm. Well, that's it for our show today, guys. I hope you really, really enjoyed it. Um, Hope it's getting better for you. And this is this is episode thirty. Can you believe that? Yeah, episode thirty. Twenty more episodes, and we'll have a whole year. I mean, a full first first season. Well, (coughs) you got anything you want to say to the people? Anything? Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a fellow follower. (laughs) What's your show, Steph? Where can they reach us at? Everywhere. Spotify. Everywhere. Yeah, we pretty much are on every platform. I haven't got our YouTube channel caught up yet, but you can still go check that out at What's Really Out There. Um, this is fun, guys. We're going to keep doing it. Glad you guys are listening. Uh, from Stephen Booth, the co-host, uh, and, uh, glad you listened. And
0: <laughs> I'm your host, Stephanie Booth, and this has been What's, What's really, really Out, out there? there. Always look up at the sky.
1: Yes. And always question. Don't oh, yeah. ever
0: You want to tell them that one time we we were going at Patty's and we saw. Oh yeah! Life? Before
1: we go, we gotta tell you this. Me and Steph both saw it. Yeah. Um, we was driving to her aunt's one in the morning because I take the kids there before school, and right when I turn left, you got take. I turn left. I go down for maybe a quarter of a mile, and then I take a right. Well. Right when I made that left, me and Stephanie at the same time seen like, like
0: this orange bright light. Like light.
1: And it went from it went diagonal and it went started high and it went low. And it went from right to left.
0: Yeah, like in someone's yard.
1: Yeah, it was up in the sky and just kinda went down. And it was like, Did you just see that? That was weird. <laughs>
0: we looked at each other and I'm like, Did you see that? Yeah. And Jackson was asleep, so he didn't know.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so always look up at the sky, guys, and always wonder what's out there. You know, there's, there's no telling what kind of creatures still yeah. in the sea, out there in the woods, up in the sky. So that's the name. That's the the job of this podcast is to get you to question what's really out there. You know. Yeah. But it has been fun, and we will see you guys later. See you in the next episode. See